<laughs> Welcome back, boys and ghouls, to the Saturday Night Freak Show Halloween episode. Uh, tonight, I'm Col- your host, Colin, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of Halloween freaks, including... This is Brent. This is Tommy Two-Tone Terrorizer. This is Travis. And tonight we thought we'd mix it up a little bit, so we watched a couple of cartoons from our childhood. Three of them, starting with The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Starring uh, Bing Crosby. Yeah, that's a pretty that's good it. Bing Crosby impersonation <laughs> right there. Yeah, so that's the old uh, Walt Disney uh, one that I remember seeing a bunch of times, uh, you know, when I was a kid. It seemed like it was on TV every year around Halloween. That was like, you know. A staple. Part of Disney's Halloween treat where Disney would take all their, um, I don't want to say all their, but just all their freaky stuff. I mean, some of the stuff wasn't even horror related, but. What did they do? The grinning, what is it, grinning? Something, something ghosts, and it's all the skeletons dancing. I, I don't so know, black and white. Yeah, I don't know because I haven't even been able to find that on a collection yet. It's on YouTube, I think. I'm sure it that. is. It's like part of, I think, like Mary Melodies. That's somebody else. It's not. Yeah, Mary Melodies is Looney Tunes. Yeah, I thought this was the Disney. Disney was Silly Symphonies. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but yeah. So and you know they've always did like the um, Mickey through the. The Looking Glass. Mm-hmm. The Ghost Chasers. The Ghost Chasers with Mickey, Goofy, and Donald. They always did the Donald Duck with uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie dressed up as the, the devil, the ghost, and the witch or whatever. Yeah. And the gorilla. I want to say there's a gorilla loose on the town. I think I saw this as maybe part of, like, the wonderful world of Disney or something like that. And that's why it always kind of surprised me, you know, because it was a Halloween staple. It always kind of surprised me when I would see it in the video stores. It was always paired up with the wind and the willows, and it's like, what the heck? So I don't know if you know. Like, was this a uh, like a theatrical release, like back in the fifties or whatever? Uh, I don't know if it is a theatrical release. I'm not positive, but it is. You know, one movie with because I want to say the name of the movie is The Adventures of Ichabod, Ichabod and, and Mr. Toad. Toad. Yeah. So yeah, it starts off with the wind and the willows, but we didn't watch that yeah it's mostly i mean it's just it's the basis is they're they're doing cartoon interpretations of literature yeah Yeah. classic literature literature which i've always loved the old uh disney where they you know you got like your old bookshelf from the 60s and the book pulls itself out and (laughs) opens itself to the page i've always liked that it's a good way to open up yeah that was neat that was cool to to see that um it's like a floating book. You don't know if somebody's actually holding it or not. And then you don't know. Someone imagineered it. When the page is open, it almost looks like it's animated. Yeah, the page is it might even there. be. Uh, could even be. And it has those great illustrations of like where Sleepy Hollow is in relation to New York. I actually I read the story not too long ago. Somebody uh, we were talking about doing like a radio play version of it, and so I went back and you know it was reading. I remember. It. <clears throat> yeah. And when I read the story, which this follows, like, pretty pretty closely. Damn closely. I mean, it's about, you know, Ichabod Crane's a school teacher, comes to Sleepy Hollow, and he's from the city, and then he, uh, you know, uh, romances all the ladies of the town, and then eventually sets his sight on Katrina Van Tassel. She's the daughter of the richest guy in town. 
but that stirs the ire of uh, Brom Bones, this kind of buff dude who also wants the uh, in the attention of the fair maiden. And because of that, Brom tells a story, a ghost story about the headless horseman. And then the second half of the movie, I want to say it's like at least five minutes or longer, is uh, you know this. It's just Ichabod riding his horse through, you know, this grove, all spooky and seeing, like, you know, trees that look like specters and, you know, the frogs are belching out, Headless Horseman, Headless Horseman, Headless Horseman. He gets all scared and then eventually the Headless Horseman shows up with the flaming pumpkin and all that. But in reading the the original story... I was really disappointed because, like, there really is no supernatural element. No, it's all... Well, and I like how even this one... You know, it, it has the ending just like the book where people say, oh, you know, they didn't see the teacher again, but, you know, some say he's married and have kids. Or I've always took in the story as that Brom Bones guy killed him. He told him a scary story about the Headless Horseman to throw him off his guard later at night and then just killed him. Right. And then that's why he gets to marry the Katrina chick is because uh-huh. he gets rid of his, uh, his uh, romantic rival... That's, I mean, that's possible. I I took it literally that, you know, when they said, like, you know, there's stories of, you know, he was back in New York and he married some other girl and blah, 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 blah. So I guess if I took that literally, I took it that uh, it was Brom, like, after Brom tells him the story, him and his buddies dress up like the Headless Horseman and literally chase Ichabod out of town. Yeah. And he's never right. seen it. Yeah. He's so freaked out he doesn't even come back. I always thought he killed him, and then Brown Bones just told everybody, hey, you know, he's probably got married again. <laughs> you know, he's living it up somewhere else. Because you know? yeah. the thing about Ichabod Crane, and I like how they did that in this movie, is that back in the day, and it, this is in the Irving Washington story, but back in the day, a teacher, a teacher wouldn't just teach in his town, and that's it. He'd travel around the country teaching, but what it is is that how how parents paid for the teachers is basically by taking the teacher in for like a week like say one week it's this one family's turn Uh and then on to other different you know so they'd set him up with like room and board and yeah yeah give him food but i like how in this show uh i like how uh Ichabod Crane was just about everybody's food. Looking yeah. at what all the kids yeah, had to eat. They, they kind of make uh, Ichabod out to be kind of like a jerk. I mean, he's like a he's a womanizer, and he's like he's after Katrina, not because like you know she's a pretty lady, but he's after he wants to set his sights on Katrina because the the you know the father's wealthy, and if he marries her, then he could have all this gold to himself and stuff like that. So it's like kind of make Ichabod out to be kind of a dick. He's a, he's definitely a schemer. He's he's somebody that is uh, he's trying to get what's coming to him, or even you know make sure that he gets what he you know his what he he feels he deserves. I mean, even there's a scene early on where he has the chance to scold a boy for drawing a goofy picture of him where he looks like a bird, and instead he you know he sees that he's got a full lunch, and then instead of just taking the lunch, he looks a little bit further and sees how much he can get for that. And if he gets invited over to the house, then he knows that the kid's mom's going to make him this dinner. And, you know, he's he's yeah. always scheming, figuring out ways to I like to his, get food. Uh, he had his daily planner and his daily planner. But it, it was always, like, what meals he was going to eat and then, like, what women's socials he was going to go to or be yeah. part of. <laughs> That's all it was, yeah. was food and women's socials. <laughs> and get I like, in, Get in with the chicks because they're the ones that cook the food. I like that he was reviewing the different... 
uh, events that he went to. Like, yeah. you know, he would write down, like, it was like roast turkey, and he writes down excellent, excellent. and underlines it. That's, <laughs> you want to remember that. You can look back on that. Yeah, that's a place he's going to visit again for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, it's, it's, an, it's a cool film. It's it's interesting because the first, like, how long was this? Half hour? If that. If that. Probably 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Something like that. And it really is like the first 10 or 15 minutes is really nothing supernatural, nothing, you no. know, going on. It's just. Him. Well, it's, it's really the building the love story, building the. Just the idea that, that there's the. the Ron Bones yeah. in town, and he's after the chick. But then when Ichabod gets interested in her. Mm-hmm. Bron Bones is kind of like a Gaston-type character. He's Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Same yeah. kind of drawn the same way. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's, it's just kind of funny, you know, going back to this and, uh, like, how many times I've seen the story of Sleepy Hollow over the years. I mean, I remember back in the day there was, like, a... American Playhouse version, I think they had. Jeff Goldblum uh, was it a version? In it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was that one, and then I think the guy from Airplane was in one, maybe Robert Hayes. Yeah, and then uh, you know, eventually, then you get the uh, the Tim Burton version, which changes Ichabod from a school teacher to a constable from New York who's coming up, and in that one, of course, you know, it's all you know witchcraft and, and yeah, they turn uh, the fortune of Van. Uh, Van Tassel. Yeah, they they turned his fortune into like a town conspiracy. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's why it has something to do with the legend of Sleepy Hollow. You know, trying to actually add story to it instead yeah. of, like I said, I like this simple version where it is about a dude just trying to scare this other guy because Ichabod Grain is a very superstitious person. So Bron Bones knows, oh man, if I tell this creepy ass story, you know, we can chase him out of town or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though this, I like how the cartoon shows you what Ichabod is seeing, you know, or what he's, or what he thinks he's seeing. You know, yeah. he does see he this headless, headless horseman, horseman. Yeah, even like horseman. looks down the, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the neck or whatever of it. And, yeah, but, yeah. you know, I think that it is still like what's in his mind. Cause they already set up as soon as he enters the woods, like you said, they set up him thinking the insects are saying certain words and, and he hears, you know, all sorts of, so they're already setting up the idea that. He's seeing and hearing things, you know, based off of his mindset, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when the Headless Horseman comes into play, you could take it as a reality, but at the same time, you can take that as, no, it was all in his head. They have that, that really cool shot of the moon where the clouds are, they look like hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grabbing the moon. And that, the, all of the forest is just kind of closing in on him as he walks down this path. Mm-hmm. And the Budweiser frogs. Oh, of <laughs> I like yeah. how quiet that whole scene is. I mean, the whole thing goes quiet, yeah. except yeah. for the insects. And like when he starts laughing at his own uh, imagination, there's that weird echo yeah. to it. That uh, Disney is always really good at doing the creepy stuff. You know, I mean, everything, all their yeah. films have it. Night on Bald Mountain. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're yeah. always really good at even getting creepy shit going. Black I mean, Cauldron. Mm-hmm. Even all of the, I mean. Beauty and the Beast, the Lion King, uh, the uh, Little Mermaid, all that, you know, their their villains are always like... What was this, the Sleeping Beauty? Was that the evil Melissa queen? Melissa Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She yeah. was awesome. To this day, she's awesome. It's Yeah, it's just it's fantastic. Yeah. They're quite-tastic. 
And now there's a new Sleepy Hollow as we're recording this. There's a television show now that uh, also makes I- Ichabod Crane a, a, a detective. What is he? He was a soldier or whatever. He gets transported to the present day and there's a right yep. colonial. So that's, I think, in the book there may be, when uh, when Brom tells the story, I do believe that, I could be wrong, but I do believe that Brom makes some kind of suggestion that the Headless Horseman was a Hessian mercenary that fought during the revolutionary war i think that maybe that's where that comes from because both the tim burton version and the uh tv version now you know use that as the backstory that you know he's this you know what's a hessian german okay (laughs) so in the tim burton version was ichabod ichabod was he called to sleepy hollow did somebody want him to come or did he on his travels does he just end up there He's in that one. He's the uh, he's a he's at the forefront of like forensic investigation. He's the odd duck in New York because he's trying to say like you know forensically we can prove who murdered these people. Right. And so the magistrate there basically says to you know put this put you to the test. This is you know or you're fired. There's a village of Sleepy Hollow and they've got this weird problem. You go up there and solve it. And so that's pretty much how it okay. starts off. Yeah, because that's, I mean, I don't know which one I like better, because now with this newer version, he's a traveler, a time traveler, really, that just happens, you know, ends up in this situation. And with the Disney version that we watched, he's kind of, he's he's a school teacher that travels to this town, and, uh, you know, these events start to happen around him. Mm-hmm. I guess he provokes it a little bit just through his interest in Katrina. But uh, I kind of like the idea of Ichabod. Coming to town to you know to figure out what's going on and then discovering this headless horseman that that's this you it's know better oh. for a movie plot if yeah it is if you do it, it that way but I suppose it is yeah. yeah but the story the original story is still one of those great like classics of America like classic American ghost stories you know I mean it, it seems like everything else not everything else but a lot of stuff that you know we think of as like ghost stories monster stories all comes from the old world you know carried over and then you really had like you know washington irving or edgar Allan poe or hp lovecraft or you know right what ambrose beers i think you know actually you know those old scary folk tales and stuff like this and this is one of those classics that's endured for uh you know what yeah. is it, like a hundred years a couple hundred years now so right yeah and does going back and watching an authentic Disney cartoon with that the hand drawing the cells, everything is just. I don't know if kids are going to appreciate it like the way that we do because we're you know. You got to show it to them young enough. Through yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's got the it's got the yeah it's got the songs. It's got quite a, it's got a couple songs in it. Disney songs. It's got the typical you know Disney animation drawings and you know the. It's it's cool because it's it's narrated, it's narrated, and the songs are sung by Bing Crosby. And, mm. and yeah, you can listen to that dude for hours. <laughs> yeah, Bing Crosby. And I I think anyway that the thirty somethings now, um, we grew up with traditional Disney animation, but through our as we grew, Disney kind of grew out of that and are now obviously doing Pixar stuff. Mm. 
But well, even their Mickey Mickey Mouse cartoons now are like on TV on yeah. Disney Junior or whatever. They're all CG. It's, it's all. It's just yeah. easier, I think, to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, than yeah. Well, I mean, they, that, they still do some. I mean, like what Princess and the Frog was still right. Yeah, but yeah. how long ago was that? that yeah, like that put the nail in the coffin. That was the last <laughs> one. Which I do like that movie. That's that, no. I I think anyway, that movie that that does Princess it, and the Frog review. It harken, it harkens <laughs> back to the nostalgia that I think that we have that kids don't have today i mean maybe something new will come along and pixar will be their nostalgia 30 years from now yeah. i don't know but i i feel like it's it's a dying but hand, art. just hand-drawn animation yeah. as a whole a dying appreciation for that see i don't i'd say it's coming back to america though because we're finding ways to cheap around things and that's why you have shows like archer and yeah, that's you know, true. because the Simpsons are still going on. Yeah, they're finding cheaper ways South around Park. it to yeah. still be American made. Because that's the only reason hand animation went away is because it was too expensive for America to produce. We were sending all our work overseas. Korea. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it's just now starting to become easy again. You know, well, you got Metalocalypse, Archer. You got a lot of. Because there's a lot of computer assist, I think. Yeah, a lot. In, in oh, for sure. Now. And that's the thing that I don't really. I wouldn't call that like that nostalgic. Uh, animation because you can tell when you watch Archer or Metalocalypse that it is the, you know, the like one frame movement. It's not like this fluid. Everything's moving. Well, it's in the, closer. It's, that, it's closer so. to Japanese animation, is what it is. It is, you yeah. Know, and even the animation. Simpsons are the Simpsons in Korea now. I think so. I think they're they're being animated in Korea. Anyway. Long, yeah, yeah, probably for <clears> a yeah. while. Sure. Well, I don't know. I mean, a lot of that has to do with like frame rates and stuff, you know, as far as how fluid stuff happens. I know back, I know Snow White, for instance, was done at like uh, 24 frames a second at film speed. Right. And a lot of, you know, like your 80s cartoons, you know, when they were really cheap, like the G.I. Joes and the Transformers and stuff, even through, you know, you know, those ones were done at like. I don't know. They do like eighteen frames a second or something I like that. Sixteen. Yeah, I mean that's how you would cut down on the workload because if every second has to have sixteen drawings right. versus twenty four, you know, yeah, you'd cut down you know your workload. Yeah. And then they just you know you animate like a part of the you animate the head and then the you know that's one shot and the mouth moves, you know. So you only had to draw that head once for like five seconds or something like that. But a lot right. of times, like like this old, like especially this Sleepy Hollow, the reason animation just you had to go cheap is because animation used to be for movie theaters and then it became for TV. Mm-hmm. So when you're mass producing things for TV, you just got to go cheap. You got to go sure. You know, yeah. That's why all the cartoons from the fifties pretty much look like shit. All the old Popeyes and they're just going to spend any money on it. Mm. Well, what about like uh, the uh, uh, Superman? Sure. <laughs> well, but that's, that's <laughs> from ni- but that's from nineteen forty. What those about for those, those have for a movie lot more, theaters? Yeah, because those are like twenty four frames per second, and supposedly they're still the most expensive cartoons ever produced. Yeah, probably that's why. What about Bugs Bunny and all that? All the old Bugs Bunny. If it was pretty much from the thirties and forties, it was made for theaters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They. They didn't do it well because you didn't even get TV until the mid fifties. So, and then stuff like Tiny Toons and all that is that shipped out? Do you think? Like, yeah. So that's okay. I think everything yeah. is everything much is. except for like I said, except for like like Archer and Metalocalypse and like South Park and yeah. 
Yeah, I bet even Family Guy shipped out. Well, what they would do, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, maybe we're giving the impression that, like, all the work was done in Korea. But what uh, artists here would do the Mm keyframes. So, like, whenever it's like the character's arm has to be at his side, we draw that. And then the character's arm has to be outstretched, we draw that. And then the Korean guys would draw frames in in between. between. Right. So uh, the American guys, I think, did the the keyframe arts for you know art for the characters then shipped it off with the instructions and then you know it was all filled in right so uh anything else on sleepy hollow we got recommendations we hate it what what do we think i i i loved it um i think sleepy hollow show your kids and if you remember it and you're an adult uh watch it and just go back and revisit that nostalgia because it's a great film and it's actually pretty creepy i think it's perfect for halloween recommendation I think it's a. Cl- I mean, it's, it's definitely a classic story that, um, you probably. I mean, like everybody needs either like, either watch this or read the story. I mean, familiarize yourself with with Sleepy Hollow. I mean, that's probably the truest version that you're gonna get to the actual. Yeah. Hmm. And it's only 20 minutes long yeah. <laughs> yeah if you don't like it it's only 20 minutes long it'll be over shortly <laughs> yeah like uh it is definitely a classic you have to watch it every halloween it's part of the mandatory thing yeah i mean that's it uh, introduce your kids to it boom uh the next movie that we watched or sorry short program was the great pumpkin charlie brown just tell us a little bit about that Blockhead. <laughs> uh, Good grief! Yeah, the great the great Good Republic grief. of Charlie Brown is. I mean, it's a 1966. Nineteen sixty six. Charles Schultz. It's this his second animated film. The first one was uh, Christmas. Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas, which was like fifties actually. And they did one more Thanksgiving. Um. They did a couple. They did a Thanksgiving one. They did a Lexer election. Oh, the elected. One. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, elected. Well, they did lots of specials. They did a summer one. And, uh, hmm. Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown. I mean, they just mm-hmm. did lots of specials. Where was I? I don't remember. Because there was no... There <laughs> I was the until, and the Halloween one. Until the TV show called the Charlie Brown and Snoopy show, all it was was like almost every year there'd be like a half an hour long special. Mm. That's almost what it was. Because I mean, like, um, but I mean, the two that are the the two that are probably the most famous are the Christmas and the Halloween. I think so. Yeah, I think those air have a the, lot. Those <laughs> they, they air, air a lot. Those both of those have aired on network television since they first came out. Mm-hmm. Like every year, you say. Every year. Yeah. Like multiple times each year. Like ABC, 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 ABC always does the yeah. Charlie Brown Christmas followed by the Grinch. Always. Hmm. They do the Charlie yeah. Brown Christmas and they always on Halloween, they always do Great Pumpkin. Hmm. It's just it's just a tradition that ABC's always had. So that, that just like they always show Ten Commandments every year yeah. and Sound of Music every year. So for that one person out there that has not seen the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, um, what's it about? Uh, I mean, it's about uh, you know Linus, one of the Charlie Brown characters. He believes in the Great Pumpkin, which is pretty much Santa Claus. Um, at Halloween. And, and at Halloween, so he goes out and he waits in a in a pumpkin. 
patch waiting for the great pumpkin to show up. Carrying a bag of candy. Bag of candy and presents. <laughs> or toys, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, and then all the other, the, 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 all the other Snoopy gang is out, you know, trick-or-treating. They go to a, a party. Um, this is your first television appearance of, like, uh, Snoopy as uh, the World War One flying ace. Mm. Yes. Um, in his fight against the Red Baron. That was an awesome sequence. I mean, you know, I've forgotten about. I mean, you know, remember, but kind of vaguely. But watching it's just he crawls up on the top of his. You know, he's all pomp and circumstance. Gets on the top of his doghouse, and then you never leave really that shot. No, there's no pullbacks or anything to show that he's flying. But the background behind him is moving and the lights changing, and you know he's, you know, and he gets shot down in the end. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it really leaves you up to it's your own imagination as yeah. to whether or not he's actually flying yeah, and yeah. as to what's going on around him. You can him. really tell that like he's you know, the dog's using his imagination to pretend that he is a World War One. Because like once he gets shot down then he's gotta sneak around the French countryside. Right. But he's really just traveling around town. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and, it's like uh, Band of Brothers before Band of Brothers. <laughs> right. And um, this also has the classic um, the traditional scene in which uh, Lucy, you know, the Charlie Brown goes to kick the football and Lucy pulls it away. Um, that that scene's in there as well. Well, he mentions, you know, that I'm not going to do it again. And, you know, of course he ends up running at it and she pulls the thing. So I can't remember in the Christmas special, does that also No, happen? no, no, no. Um, it was just a thing in the comic strip? It was a, scene, yeah. a thing in the comic yeah. strip that would always happen. I mean, so that, I mean, just like the World War One flying ace. Because, I mean, like, these are the only specials that, mm-hmm. that they made. They, they only made the two for, like, the longest time. So everything else was from comics. Mm. So that's why, like, pulling it away would be, uh, you know, in the comics. And, you know, all the references to, you know, they've probably even done the Great Pumpkin in the past. You know, like, in the comics, they've already done the Great Pumpkin. You know, he, he does this every year. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, um, <clears throat> you know, I yep. used to always... Get the one a day peanuts and yeah. like you know like here's a cotton peanut strip so I'm pretty familiar with my peanut strips. So. You know what's great about watching it this time and I haven't seen it for a number of years, but watching it tonight, uh, it, it so you've got Linus out in this you know this pumpkin patch that I'm assuming he grew. That is, it's this pumpkin patch is true. You know, there's. There's no hypocrisy. The the sincerity of this pumpkin yeah, patch it's is a sincere pumpkin patch. Yes, and that's what's going to bring the great <laughs> pumpkin, right? Well, Sally, he invites Sally out to sit in the pumpkin patch with him, and sure enough, you know she's uh, yeah okay. I'll go along with this. I'll go along with this. But there com- comes there gets to be that point where all the other kids have gone trick or treating. They've gone to the dance. They've gone to the party. And they're coming back, and they're like, oh, so they're kind of mocking Linus, you know, Lucy's saying, oh, where's your great pumpkin, Linus? And uh, at that point, Sally breaks down, and she's like, ah, I lost, I wasted my Halloween, because I was out here in this in this pumpkin patch with you all night, and nothing happened, waiting for this mythical beast, the, the great pumpkin, to show up. And she just loses it, you know, I mean, puts everything on the table. 
And I think the reason why the Great Pumpkin didn't show up is because Sally was in that fucking pumpkin patch. (laughs) (laughs) And she was not sincere. She was was thinking about, you know, she was elsewhere. She was, I could be trick-or-treating. I could be this. Oh, okay. I kind of like Linus. I'll I'll stick this out and see what happens. You know, she's curious, but she's not sincere. Well, I mean, I think that's a running theme with, with peanuts. I mean, in the Christmas special, you know, you want the sincerity of the Christmas tree. You know. Well, it's even kind of borne out by the end of the the episode. You know, like Lucy ends up bringing Linus home and putting him in bed, and he wakes up the next day, goes to see Charlie Brown, and then Charlie Brown's like, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that the Great Pumpkin didn't show up. He's like, no. It's like, well, I've done a bunch of stupid things, too. And Lions is like, what? Stupid? Next year, it's totally going to have yeah. more stupid. Oh, you want me to blow your guys' minds? <laughs> yes. Dude, the Great Pumpkin is God. That is what this whole show is about. Even though it's a Halloween episode, this is actually about believing in a religion that everybody else is like, that's fooey. How, you got no proof. You got nothing. They go out. They get their, they're getting their treats now. They're getting what they want now. Where he's like, no, I'm going to sit in this pumpkin patch. And try to be as serene as possible. That way, when he does arrive, I'll get presents and whatever. And when Sally's like, well, maybe, what if there is a great pumpkin? So she stands there with him. Because she doesn't get an automatic reward from it, she's like, this is bullshit. You made me waste my... I could have been out getting my rewards, getting my treats and all that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. This Did you read about... it? Was Schultz, like, really religious? Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, hell yeah. He was Schultz super, was super religious. He was super religious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's why it really, when I when I started hearing about how religious this program was, that's when it all started clicking. I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah the Great Pumpkin is God. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Linus is specifically, like, the most religious out of all of them. Because, mm. I, mean, I mean, Linus does the Christmas speech. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the Christmas thing. But, like, when you would go, like, even in the comic strips, Linus is always reading the Bible. Like religiously, he's quoting the Bible. Yeah. Reading, reading the, Bible the Bible religiously. <laughs> yeah, he, he's always reading the Bible, and and like Linus is like the religious aspect of mm-hmm. that show. And it's, I mean, so I like that. It's weird that he did a Halloween special, but it, it was just about everybody's beliefs. It wasn't saying this is Christianity. It wasn't saying it was right, just yeah. about. If you believe something that other people think is bullshit, you know, you need to, like, stand true in your uh, foundations and whatnot and just, you know, don't let people call you stupid for it. Even if you, you know, even if, because like I said, he he sat all night in the pumpkin patch and he has to admit that nothing happened, but that's just because there was something wrong with the situation, right? It was nothing to do with his Mm. belief system. It was the situation. He keeps the faith because, like, Colin said, he's next year, next year. That's, you know, I mean, that's faith. Yeah, that's faith. Yeah. You You don't give up on faith just because something doesn't go your way. Right. You know, you keep going for it. So I was always, uh, you know, I remember even when I was a kid, this may be a little off topic, but uh, when I was a kid watching this show, the thing that stood out about, you know, because it's a Halloween show, right? And you're like, okay, you know, where's all the, the Halloween action or the spooky action or whatever? Yeah. And especially with the inclusion of that, like, fairly significant uh, time they spend with the World War One fighting ace segment, it's like it really doesn't feel all that Halloween, you know? I mean, it's like it, it seems like it's kind of like Halloween light, you know? I mean, as opposed to, like, the Garfield one, which we're going to yeah. talk about in a minute. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was kind of like... 
well, there's pumpkins, and they do go trick-or-treating, and, you know, they do go to a party, and they do dress up, but it is kind of like, you know, there's nothing really, you know, spooky or, you know, anything that could be misconstrued as, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, it's super, like, like I mean, like, the, the Charlie Brown one literally goes, like, it, it shows, like, not only does it show, like, it's Halloween trick-or-treating, but it shows, like, all aspects of fall, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it shows them gathering leaves and... You know, they're, they're making a leaf pile, and Linus jumps into the leaf pile, which was, you know, I mean, everybody did that as kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, of course. Uh, you know, it, it shows the football sequence, which, you know, follows football time, and, and then, you know, I mean. Well, it shows Lucy. This is what I like about Charles Schultz cartoons. It shows kids just do things people do, right? Like, it shows, like, if you were a kid, if you were four years old, and you don't know anything about carving a jack-o'-lantern, you know, you watch this, you could see... Every step it takes to make a jack-o'-lantern, right? You get to see, you know, cutting the top open, taking the guts out, and, you know, he makes, like, a little one-liner joke. You know, all his specials are kind of those little skits. You can mm-hmm. kind of tell his little joke skits. Yeah. Just because, I mean, these are, like you said, these are, if not direct adaptations of his comic strip, you know, he just writes stuff to link them together or something like that. So, but, yeah, I like how you can watch these 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 specials and just see what America does through his kids, you know. And like you're saying, the no spooky uh, is because, yeah, Peanuts was always just, it, it wasn't so much, it's like even though it's a cartoon and a comic strip, they never go far outside of it being a reality, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, like I've always thought it's crazy that you have Snoopy thinking to himself in the comic strip, but they don't do any Snoopy talking in any of the specials just through his mannerisms and his... yeah it's just his well, i mean he's you know <laughs> he's got he yeah, makes yeah, sounds yeah. he does yeah. make sounds he makes a lot of sounds <laughs> they got laughing there when linus <laughs> yeah. was writing letters to the girl that's actually bill melendez one of the main producers yeah is his voice yeah as the voice he's been the voice of snoopy for probably like 40 years mm-hmm. i don't know when he quit doing it or if he even has a lot of those people that did the voice i mean like snoopy like Charlie Brown stuff's like really old. I mean, that's like sixties, and I mean, it's yeah. Like, they may have shuffled the, off the this are, mortal are, coil are, by are, now. Are, right are, now. No, because they were all kids. <laughs> oh, were they? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they only yeah. shot with they only like recorded kids. Mm. That's how I don't like. I it's probably not this one, but yeah, Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. She was Sally for a long time. Charlie Brown's sister. I don't know if that was in the Snoopy show or mm. or what. But yeah, they always get kids. That's how, like, if they ever repeat anything, it's, like, pretty much the exact recording <laughs> that they use. Oh, yeah. Just because it's like, well, you know, we got the kid to say it right one time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we can't ask for, for much more. Maybe they got paid per word yeah. or per tell, recording. So you tell, like, the animation's, like, really super hand-drawn and a lot of, you know, like. That's part of yeah. its charm, though, you know, yeah, too. Absolutely. That, like, pencil coloring and you know, everything. Yeah. When the yeah. movement, when they move, like every line moves as if you know you were drawing each each frame. Yeah, it's, that's some of this television animation I was talking about. Yeah, I had, had to pull back the reins a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. It, yeah, it's it's we've lost that art form. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't lose it. It's it's just in another country. <laughs> so, yeah, well. The Charlie Brown Christmas special. They, I I don't know. To me. That one's like this one is like this one 
and the Christmas one are like, I mean, they're like near and dear to my heart. Like, I mean, like I watched these movies, these both of them, the Christmas and the Halloween one, literally every year, like without fail. I mean, like the 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 Halloween one's kind of like important because it's like I don't know. I mean, it just like me and my mom always used to watch it, you know, because mm-hmm. my, my my parents grew. Uh, giant pumpkins oh, right. yeah, so yeah. like you know the great pumpkin charlie <laughs> brown was always i mean it was always a thing you know it's like my parents grew the great pumpkin yeah and yeah. that was like a huge you know they kind of did it just because you, know, you know well the christmas one i actually i think i like the christmas one more than that it it captures more of that feeling of the season to me yeah, just yeah, a little more than this one does i mean this one's good don't get me wrong but you know that christmas yeah. one is like yeah the christmas right one the like really gathers the, the to me, the Christmas one really sums up the, the spirit of what Christmas is all about. Mm. Well, and it's something that both the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown and the Ichabod Crane story do very well within their artwork, and Tom, you were talking about this, is is the idea of portraying fall and portraying, you know, like if you if you live like we do in a state where you have seasons. Live like we do. <laughs> you if have, you're alive like us. You, you get, you know, you get fall and you get to oh. see the changing of the seasons. And and I think that both of these films, like, you know, you get the, the ambers and the, the different colors and the leaves and the, the everything about it is just like reinforcing that idea of that. Basically what you feel like from Halloween all the way up until Thanksgiving, if you're lucky enough not to be in a too cold of a climate that, you you get like these colors and you can mm-hmm. go outside and play football and you can you can grow pumpkins and you can wear sweaters and sweatshirts and you can go out and run around with your you're friends. Explaining and fall to us? Is that what you're doing? Are you well, there are, what people, fall? There, there are people. <laughs> I'm that trying maybe maybe listening to our podcast that don't experience fall like we do. I'm trying to explain the feeling that I got from the imagery that I saw in the film. Does that work for you? <laughs> Is that cool? He was cold. I mean, I'm not. I'm not just explaining fall. I mean, it's. I think it's the idea of what you're watching, reinforcing the idea of this, you know, Halloween time period. I guess. Hmm. You know, October. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. <laughs> uh, any other uh, observations about the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, or are we? Liking it, hating it. <laughs> I would recommend it. Um, yeah, obviously, watch it with your parents. Parents, watch it with your kids. Again, it's yeah, it works on all levels. It's it's a classic, absolutely. It'll be on ABC. <laughs> yeah, watch it on ABC. <laughs> it'll be on ABC. That's your recommendation for it. No, I mean it, it's good. It'll be on ABC if you need to watch it. I mean th- this movie's th- this show. Is my favorite. I mean, this is my favorite because I mean, it's just it holds a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. It's very personal to me on a lot of levels. I'm actually gonna go against it a little bit. Like, I like peanuts. There's jokes in this I really like, like the I got a rock. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like Colin said, it's not really Halloweeny. Like you know, you know, I just explained how. I mean, it's religious. It is a religious show. And it's not a bad thing, but it's not a Halloween thing, <laughs> you know? It's like, I don't know. So this has always been my least favorite Charlie Brown special. I like the Christmas. I like the Thanksgiving. 
I like the Easter Beagle. I like a lot of Charlie, but, but except for this, just because Halloween is one of my favorite holidays, and I don't think Charles Schultz brings it. Yeah, he doesn't bring it. Halloween light. He's probably one of those guys that shuts his porch light off on Halloween. <laughs> 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 Tries to bring kids to Christ. He gives people rocks. He gives them rocks. <laughs> but, I mean, I always love Charlie Brown just because he's just that type of guy you want to hear about go through life. What you were talking about, what the the thing of fall, that's what I like about kids' shows. I like how kids' shows, well, they'll take the time to look at stuff like that, like the simple things like the changing of a season or, a, you know, because they're trying to explain it to kids. But at, a same, at the same time, adult shows don't focus on, like, these little things, these little, like, moments in time, almost like the real important things, right? Like the getting back to the basics of what humanity is and, you know, seasons. Yeah. If you want to find out what happens in the seasons, just rewind to a <laughs> Brent's uh, description <laughs> of the seasons. Soon on audiobook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a television classic. It's a staple. I mean, like, you know, it, uh, it's one of the few, you know, Halloween things that, you know, you gotta you got to show your kids and check out, you know, every year as it comes around. It's kind of seasonal. Like, it's a wonderful life. Uh, and then we also watched the most Halloweeny of them all, Garfield's Halloween Special. Somebody should take that one away. So Garfield. So it's a Garfield special from 1985 called Garfield's Halloween Treat. Just oh, Halloween Adventure. Whoops. Halloween Adventure. What? Yeah, yeah it's totally Halloween Adventure. Oh. It's crazy. So it is about Garfield on Halloween, nonetheless. <laughs> Thank God. Going out and trick or treating with Odie, um, dressed up as pirates, and they're going around uh, trying to get candy, 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 candy. <laughs> but something happens. Yeah, something does happen. <laughs> they decide to uh, cross the river to go to the other houses, and uh, their ship gets taken by the current. So they just end up going downstream, and then they find a house, and the house has an old man sitting inside it, and the old man explains to them how pirates came to that house, and they swore that a hundred years ago from that day they'd go get the treasure. <laughs> why? A hundred years later? I don't know why. Yeah. They couldn't have come back in ten years <laughs> when they're still alive to enjoy the gold, but... But, yeah, it's truly, this is, like, my favorite Halloween special, just because it is, I mean, 100% Halloween. You know, you Yeah, st- it kind of mixes it all in there. It does. You start off with, like, getting ready with picking out your costume, and you got a little song. All the songs are by Lou Rawls, which, if you if you like Golden Oldies, Lou Rawls is, like, one of the popular, like, black singers from the 60s or 70s. I want to say 70s. Mm. So, that guy's awesome. And, uh... Yeah, it starts off with uh, getting dressed for Halloween and raiding John's stash in the uh, in the attic. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't throw anything away. And I like how once again it shows uh, John preparing a jack o' lantern. Like, every, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, everything's about showing kids how to make a jack o' lantern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, showing how to make jack o' lantern, showing how you how to get dressed for Halloween. Yeah, have some instructions for and, uh, you kids that don't know anything about Halloween. Yeah, and well, how, how to go out trick or treating? I mean, literally, this is how you go trick or treating. And it was, 
I think that um, this is a good point to say that Garfield and Ichabod Crane and these two stories that we saw tonight, they share something in common. They're both scheming where uh, Garfield, he he understands that he can get twice the candy if he brings Odie with him trick-or-treating. <laughs> so all he has to do is dress up Odie and take him with, and he's going to steal his candy later on, which is, you know, I mean, that's... They have the th- the two things they have in common is this scheming and this gluttony, you know. <laughs> where you see you see you see Garfield early on in this you know Halloween morning. Garfield and gluttony. And he he uh, and John you know makes him his breakfast. He's like, no, I gotta save room for candy. And then he's like, well, maybe I'll just have a muffin. Uh, maybe I'll just have some bacon. Maybe <laughs> he ends up taking the whole thing. But I think it's it's great that uh, Garfield has an agenda. For bringing Odie with him trick or treating. It's funny how Dave or John just lets his animals run around, yeah, do whatever they want. Here, uh, have some sex. Yeah, <laughs> take their little bags. Well, it's actually, you know, you're saying the uh, the the reason that they end up in the spooky part of the show is because of Garfield's greed. You know, it's like <laughs> let's go across the river to those other houses and get their candy there. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first, it's like, it seems like the show's divided into, like, two halves. There's, like, the first half, which is more like, you know, okay, hey, we're trick-or-treating, this is what, you know, Halloween is all about for, you know, most kids that, you know, experience it. And then the second half becomes, like, you know, the spooky tale of Halloween. I mean, I guess that's why I was thinking, like, the, you know, the pirate story or whatever, that it's, you know, they, a hundred years, from they were going to come back and get their gold, and it's buried on this island, and I'm the, you know... It, and that guy is just really spooky looking and yeah, lightning guy. flashing <laughs> and it becomes like you know the haunted you know i mean like the actual specters of the pirates show up you know and it's like a little spook tale i mean it's just like it's a classic kind of you know halloween ghost story you know it feels like i also forgot to say that it spends a lot of time with uh pirates uh because you know they're dressed up as odie and garfield are dressed up as pirates there's a pirate song which was kind of catchy all yes. a bunch of yo ho hos. Yeah. He's talking like a pirate through. Tom must have been in heaven during this entire. <laughs> yeah, this one, this this one, uh, I have seen this. Like I, I have seen it. They used to show it on TV when I was a kid. But I, you know, I probably haven't seen this in a good twenty years. And man, this was a treat. I gotta say, this was this was. <laughs> That's a, why I called the Garfield's Halloween like, treat. It was like, oh my god, I remember this. But like, like I totally remember this, but. I forgot how good this was. This was this was this was probably this was probably my my I mean like I mean Charlie Brown's like special to me, but I see it every year, so it's like eh, you know. But uh, this one was probably like my definitely my favorite. I mean, I thought honestly, I kind of thought the Ichabod one was a little dry. I mean, it's a classic tale, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean. It's a little dry and it's and it's telling as far as like. Well, even when you remember that, you remember the you the remember horse that. ride. Yeah. yeah, you remember. You don't remember chased. the. Yeah, and then it's like, like, like yeah, everyone yeah. loves yeah. Katrina. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you remember the you remember the end. You remember the headless horseman, him throwing the pumpkin. You're like, yeah. 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 Oh man, I really remember like five minutes of this entire thing. <laughs> um, but like the Scarfield one, man, he dresses up as a pirate and he's like, all right. I'm large beardy pirate. Give me your booty. And he steals like the lasagna, and he's 
He's all like when he goes trick or treating. He's like, "Are oh, you be stingy on your loot? Give us some more loot, or I'll have to go inside and pillage your curtains." And he's got that great way of, uh, "Here, Odie, let me show you how it's done." Ding dong, gimme. Gimme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just seeing a uh, guy. I mean, seeing like. I used to read a lot of the Garfield. Uh, co- uh, didn't you really have? Ga- yeah, comic strip. It was a comic strip. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They would have books that were the compilation. Like, yeah. of- I want to say since like '58 or something like that. I used to read the books. I used to read the strips yeah. too. Well, hmm. maybe '62. And like when I would read comic strips, I'd read two comic strips. I would read Garfield and Peanuts. And that's it. Not Dagwood. Fuck off, Dagwood. What the hell? <laughs> Not Family Circus. Definitely not Family Circus. What the family fuck is wrong with Family Circus? Fucking the, boring what was the one shit. that was like the soap opera with the doctor? That's, that's uh, oh shit, the doctor. <laughs> Wasn't there a medical yeah. one? It was oh, like yeah. Doctor yeah. Something. Rex Morgan? Yeah. Was Rex that Morgan, it? MD. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was always like, what the heck is this doing in my Sunday funnies? You gotta, you gotta be dedicated to read those ones because yeah. it's just three panels of a conversation. You have no idea what they're talking about, yeah. and they try to be suspenseful. But like it's just BC like, was kind of like, like BC. Hagar the horrible. And ha- Hagar is good. Like, Hagar, was Hagar, great. Hagar was good. How is there's no Hagar cartoons? Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna Hagar start going on right. BC was okay, and then there was uh, what was it? It was Dagwood the one with the penguin. No, Dagwood. No, Dagwood was Blondie. I'm sorry. Oh, Our, what was the one with the penguin? The penguin was was uh, something high. Something heights. Is it something heights? I don't think so. Doonesbury. No, that no. wasn't with the penguin. Was Doonesbury was the political. The one with the man. I just actually had a yeah, collection it, it was like of dressed this. up like Hunter Thompson at one point. Yeah, I had right? a collection like in my house like a month ago. I cannot remember what the, that strip is called. Uh, the listeners are. Yeah, they're they're shouting it out right now. We can't hear you. We can't hear you. (laughs) They're not shouting. Yeah, Uh, yeah, man. We don't read uh, fucking comics. Oh, Calvin Hobbes is kind of okay. Zits, Zits is amazing. That's like one of the modern day like like Roses, Rose, Zits. Those are like the modern day classics. Get Fuzzy is pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with the fucking the chick. Hmm. Kathy? Uh, Kathy? <laughs> Kathy? I don't know. Yeah, there was a chick. Kathy. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kathy, yeah. I Kathy's terrible. over. It's mm-hmm. done now. So, the Halloween show. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, just, That'll be on our newspaper strips uh, <laughs> podcast. He got off Tanya on, on, on Garfield and just, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Look, He's an icon. He's Garfield an icon. Garfield is an icon. I have a little Garfield little figure I, so, what what lesson does Garfield learn by the end of this? After Odie saves his life like a hundred times. He just yeah. needs to be himself. But he never does learn a lesson. That's why I like Garfield as a character. He, he gives he, he gives Odie the candy. Well, he gives Odie his candy just because he loves Odie. Well, after he saved his life, I guess. So maybe that's not a lesson. Yeah, because he's like, he's like, you know, because in the boat, he's like, saving my life. he's like, I'm done with this. I just want to be myself and like, whatever. But as soon as... Like, luck turns around. He's like, oh, my candy. You know, he goes right back to being a pirate and, like, yeah. you know, thinking about candy. And that's why I like uh, morally corrupt characters like Garfield is because there's always room for improvement. You know, whereas, like, a normal character has to, like, somehow get into their adventure or 
somebody has to bring them in, a morally corrupt character will always get themselves into it by uh, their own selfish ambition. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Garfield's a winner. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a good show. It was a good Halloween, good Halloween program. Show. Of the three, uh, Tom said Garfield, right? What uh, was your favorite of the three, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, I, I mean, say Garfield. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess Garfield is probably my, my newfound favorite. I mean... Just get the holiday collections. Yeah, just because Peanuts is a special place, but... Yeah, that's yeah. a special life. place for Peanuts. That's, that's, <laughs> that's your wheelhouse. Uh, yeah, that is. But uh, Garfield and the Pirates was... That's awesome. That was, Garfield. That, was, that, was fun. <laughs> that was fun. That was a treat. Yeah. And it doesn't overstay its welcome. And he came back for whatever, Thanksgiving or Christmas or yeah. whatever, the Garfield's. Yeah, and I mean, it, seeing, the Ichabod, seeing the Ichabod was... Uh, I wanted Ichabod. to see that story again. Mm. This Legend of Sleepy Hollow again. See, see yeah, I think that was my favorite out of the bunch. It was Ichabod, yeah, Sleepy Hollow was. It was just cool to see that traditional Disney animation, and I, I kind of like. I mean, you know that it's all leading up to this, but I think getting to know these characters and you know, it the, there's more. The payoff is richer, I think. Mm. And then I was surprised. I didn't realize. I guess maybe I don't know if I have ever seen this, but I I didn't realize that uh, Ichabod doesn't get away in the end, you know, or it's legend that he doesn't, obviously. But I, I like that idea of leaving it open, like maybe he's living his life with the family, and maybe he's yeah. dead in the river, you know. Because I, I mean, swear, it's like to me, dude, Brian Bones killed him and just told everybody, hey, he could be living somewhere else or whatever. And that's well, a that's cool, it. yeah, and and that's. There's nothing that backs that up. For Disney to keep that in their version of it is really kind of interesting. In the Disney version, it's implied that the Headless Horseman is real and the Headless Horseman kills him. I mean, that's like the end. He sees that flaming thing coming at him. Sure. The end. And then fade up the next day. But that that could be dude with a flaming, you know. Of course, except for the only... He looked down his neck. Because that's another thing, like, when... when the supernatural. When the Headless Horseman is holding a head, it's not a flaming pumpkin. It's like a glowing head. Mm. And he throws a flaming pumpkin. That could be Bron Bones, not a Headless Horseman. Bron Bones throws a flaming pumpkin. They recreate that scene in the Tim Burton movie, I want to say. I'm sure they do. It's chased and it's all... Didn't Disney make it? No, that was Paramount. Was it? Yeah. Well, they they do. Uh, I he mean, throws the flaming pumpkin. And it is Brom Bones who did it. It's the whole start of that walk through the woods on the horse. They they they're setting up the imagination, mm-hmm. getting the best of you. So, I like his sleepy That's, horse. Yeah. His horse or is donkey. sleepy. Yeah, it was a horse. Yeah. It was just skinny. Yeah. I like that he leaves with the, the plow right? <laughs> when, he, when he first yeah, heads the to plow. the dance. The plows on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's about. It's about like a dopey guy in love. Yeah. So yeah. we're saying, uh, yeah, you should check out all three of these. Well, hold uh, oh, what, was, oh, oh, what was your favorite, Colin? Did you I have think, a favorite? I don't know if I did. I mean, the, the, I like them all for different reasons. Probably the Garfield one feels the most Halloweenish yeah, to me. Halloween. I mean, that's like you know the Halloween like... season. Uh, you know, I mean the the sleepy the Legend of Sleepy Hollow has that fucking awesome, and the last five minutes of that is the thing that you know sticks with you for. You know, the rest of your life after you've seen it, you know, uh, that's awesome. Uh, Charlie Brown has this really sweet-natured look at kids and, you know, kids playing around. But the Garfield one seems to have, like, you know, 
it's like the all encompassing. It's I guess it that speaks to me as like that's my Halloween kind of you know. It's yeah. It's got a little bit of of everything. The actual trick or treating and the spook story and you know thunder and lightning and, and pirates. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 Well, watch these and other great. Hell- I really, I'm really mad. I missed the uh, Toy Story of Terror that was on this year. Oh yeah, Pixar's first television special. Yeah, oh, it's a Halloween. Yeah. It'll they'll play it again. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know if they'll play it again. Well, they'll play it again probably maybe next year, but I'm probably, sure it'll yeah. be Disney, on a DVD one of the somewhere. Channels or something like, like that. Like a Pixar. I don't have the Disney Channel. Oh. No, it was on the CW this year. No, it, it wasn't. Was it was on ABC. ABC yeah, it was yeah. on ABC. Oh, yeah, ABC. There's always, you know, I mean. They'll play it on ABC Family. Well, I don't have that. That's cable. Okay. I've got so, the simples. We'll find it on the internet. I mean, you, they I used to, to show, it. like, Garfield all the time, but now it's like. They really don't show any Halloween specials they show, anymore. They show Charlie Brown, you know, and then they show, like, you know, they'll do, like, a Toy Story one. Maybe they'll do, like, a Shrek one. Is that Christmas? They usually do straight to DVD Halloween specials now. It's usually not on TV. Like the How to Train Your Dragon Halloween special or something. something How to like Train Your Dragon, the Kung Fu Planet. Yeah, Kung Panda. Fu Panda. Oh, yeah. Kung Fu Planet. <laughs> Don't go there. Do not land there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Kung Fu Planet. I'm going to remember that forever. Yeah. So watch up all these Halloween episodes. Uh, have a happy Halloween yourself. You may be listening to this on Halloween. <laughs> so uh, if you want to get, and we can do other stuff too. We've got a whole bunch of backlog episodes where we watch movies every week and talk about them. You can find those on SaturdayNightFreakShow.blogspot.com. If you want to get a hold of us, tell us what you thought about uh, tonight's episode or any other episode, or tell us who that, what the hell that comic strip is that we couldn't think of. Uh, we're at Saturday. It's like Wuthering Night. Heights or something. I swear. Wuthering Heights. I, something like that. Something weird. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. Well, somebody's got to email us. Saturday Night Free Show at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find all of our backlog episodes on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Podbay FM. And find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. And, uh, oh my oh. God. What the hell? What, what is that? Oh, oh God! Oh, oh, they killed him. He he, he killed him. Oh, 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 no! oh, oh, what is it? Oh my God! That's so huge! Ah! What is it that killed him? I don't see anything. Ah!